Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. We're Aaron and Dave Tashin, co-hosts of the Mindful Educators Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I am so excited to have you joining me today, and I cannot believe we are almost to 200 episodes. I cannot wait for you to hear the 200th episode because I have something special planned that you do not want to miss. Today, though, we are talking about four easy ways to make extra money as a teacher. I a few months ago, actually it may have been more than a few months ago, told you that I want to start integrating more episodes about being an entrepreneur, maybe starting a side hustle or a business. So from time to time, you're going to hear episodes just like this one with most of the content on this podcast being about an ele- being an elementary music teacher. Now, this episode is great because this is me encouraging you to continue teaching in your your career, at your school, wherever you're teaching, whether it's virtually or in person, but also ways you can make extra money on top of your teaching position. These are ways that are easy to implement. And actually, all these ideas I'm presenting in this episode are things that I've already done or am doing currently. So I don't ever want to speak on anything I haven't tried, especially in the business world, because I want to be confident that I'm teaching you things that really do work. So there's a blog post that goes right along with this episode called Four Easy Ways to Make Extra Money as a Teacher. If you head to thedomesticmusician.com, you will see it on the blog page or simply click on the show notes of this episode and you'll see the post there as well. In this um, blog post, I also link to another blog post that talks about ways to start a teacher business. And all the way back on episode 166, that is a podcast episode. That was the last one I recorded about being an entrepreneur. And that one, I talked about first steps in pursuing your entrepreneur journey as a teacher. So you can go back and listen to that episode after this one as well, if you would like to. So maybe you do want to make some extra money as a teacher, but you just don't know where to start. It's a little overwhelming. I know exactly how you feel whenever you're in the classroom. You know when you get paid. You you know how much you're getting paid. You know what to do. You just show up and do your job. Of course, there's a lot more that goes into that. But, you you know, it's, it's a consistent routine, consistent paycheck. Getting started in the online world where you're 
getting extra money by working virtually in various ways, it's a little confusing and it's a little overwhelming, especially for someone like me and maybe you listening who don't really have a business background. And so it's confusing knowing where to start. And I know exactly how you're feeling if you're having those thoughts. It is overwhelming to say the least because there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of amazing work when it comes to having a teacher business or a teacher side hustle or putting products into the world or services and things like that. And so sometimes it gets confusing about, well, what can I do? Or what would I be able to put into the world that nobody else is doing? Or what would set me apart? And so a lot of tackling, this is something I didn't even address in the blog post, but that's why I love having a podcast because I can kind of speak what's on my heart and go from the notes I have typed up is the fact that mindset is a huge hurdle to overcome when you are wanting to put your work into the world. It is like the thoughts I just mentioned, when you're thinking about other people who are doing things or they have a bigger audience or I don't have very much to share. I've, I, I don't know what I would put in the world that people would need. This is a lot of this is in your head. And it's a lot of what you need to overcome and hurdles you need to overcome so you can understand that you have great work to put into the world and you need to trust your gut that you have something to give. And maybe you're not quite sure what that thing is yet. And that's okay. It's okay to not know. If I could tell you the number of times my business has pivoted and shifted based on what I finally figured out what I wanted to do, it looks nothing today like it looked six years ago. Nothing. And so, and that's okay. It's never set in stone. It's a moving, living, breathing thing where you're constantly shifting with what you're wanting to do, what your audience needs. And that is where we're going to go today. Okay. So maybe you do want to make extra money. You're not really sure where to start. There are so many awesome ideas available. And the first place to start is thinking about what aligns with you. What do you like to do? How much extra time do you want to devote to this thing? What exactly are you comfortable doing? Is it speaking? Is it writing? Is it doing services for others? What do you like to do? What do you naturally like to do in your own school building already? What are teachers already coming to you and asking for help with? Because you're just good at it. Let's be honest. You can have bragging rights. That's okay. Maybe you get emails even from maybe other music teachers in your district asking you for help with a certain thing because they know you're good at it. It's just something that comes naturally to you. And so look for those little hints being put into the world or being put into your inbox or questions you're getting in person. And those are things that you can easily answer in a way that aligns with you. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to start a blog. Like we're going to talk about ways that you can definitely get started and make extra money immediately without having to do those things. So the first way to make extra money is with a product. A product is something that your clients, customers, something they can consume usually on their own. Now, there are a lot of different ways a product can go. It, sometimes you might have a community aspect to a product. Sometimes you might be coaching and mentoring as they're going along, let's say a course. But most of the time, it's something that you create and you put it into the world and someone purchases it without you having to do anything else on the tail end of it. So let's go over some different ways you can put products into the world. A lot of you listening to this maybe already have a Teachers Pay Teacher store. And if so, that's awesome. That is a way to put products into the world. 
Maybe you are really great at creating worksheets. They look super fun. They're something that others have commented that you're just talented at that. You just have a gifting at creating fun worksheets. I know for me, that is not something I am very good at. I don't do the cutesy. I'm not good at creative. I'm not very artsy, but maybe you are. And that's something that you know, it kind of stands you apart. You know, you want to create a worksheet to go along with a lesson, for example, and it's just something you can whip up super fast. So maybe think about that. Maybe it's a worksheet. Maybe you have resources that you maybe have a way you like to plan your lessons. Maybe it's a a planner. Maybe you've even developed that you want to sell. Maybe you have lesson plans that you have created or that songs you've written that you teach to your children, your students, and maybe that's what you want to sell. So There's obviously a lot of other ideas, bulletin boards, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So think about what do you like to do? And you don't have to do everything, but maybe pick that one thing that you are naturally talented at, that you enjoy doing and start there. Just start with one thing. And maybe it is a teacher's pay teacher store. Maybe it's on Etsy. Maybe it's somewhere else, but figure out what you want to do, who you want to create it for, and where do you want to put that thing? You can also, when I mentioned creating a course earlier, that is the next product, is a course. You can host it on your own website. Maybe you start a website and you want to put a course there. For me, I really like using Teachable. I have a course on Teachable and I have my membership site, which we'll get into in a little bit a little bit later. There's also Thinkific. I know that's a great one. A lot of people use Kajabi. Kajabi is a little bit more expensive, but it's a great course hosting platform. And there's um, WordPress. WordPress is what I use for my blog and my website. And there are ways to put a course or membership site even on your own website. So choosing where to put the course, don't let that stop you from creating it. Don't let that be overwhelming and say, oh my gosh, well, I don't have a website. Well, the cool thing is, is there's a lot of, like I mentioned, we're just going to talk about Teachable because that's what I've always used, that it's already there. And what's really neat about it is the the developers on the back end have made it really user-friendly where it's super easy to upload any products like worksheets or templates that you want your students, your your adult students to use. And you can also record your video and upload it super easy. And it has a way to make it segmented and laid out in a way that's user-friendly for your students. So uh, I am a big proponent of using something, don't reinvent the wheel, use something that's easy for you to create, like where you don't have to go out and hire a developer where use a a hosting platform that's already been developed for that purpose. And so if let's say you are thinking about putting your course out there, but you're really like, I don't really want to market it. I don't know. I don't have a website. I don't really want to focus on that. Um, Some other ideas is Udemy. Udemy is a course hosting platform where if you go on there and search for anything, there's a course about it. And so that is an easy way to upload a course. And if someone is searching for, I'm going to, I put a piano course on there once. And so if someone's searching for for a piano course, mine may come up. And so if you're creating, let's say a course about lesson planning and someone's searching for lesson planning, it may come up if they're searching for it on Udemy. So Udemy is a lot like Pinterest where Pinterest is not a course hosting, hosting platform, but where it's searchable. 
is what I'm getting at. Teachable, not searchable. You have your own teachable website, for example, or platform where Udemy, if you upload a course, it's searchable and you can put different keywords in, kind of like teachers pay teachers to get your course searched for. Another great one that has not been on the scene for very long is OutSchool. OutSchool is more of a you can teach online classes, but I believe there's a way, and if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, please don't send me a hateful email, but I believe there's a way to also record courses so or, or lessons, for example, that students can watch on their own time. I think you have the choice there if you want to present something live or if you want to pre-record it and offer it both ways for families or students of those families to consume it on their own time. But if you have products on Teachers Pay Teachers, maybe you're wanting to give ongoing support or you're wanting to put more of you into it, that is where you could consider a membership site. And that's exactly why I have a course, but I mainly focus a lot of my efforts on my membership site, my Harmony membership, because I knew I wanted to offer, which I do offer, lesson plans, teacher resources, student resources, all the things teachers will need. But I also wanted to create a community aspect where there is mentoring, there is coaching, there is lesson planning uh, nights where we come together and plan lessons and all kinds of stuff like that where I'm able to support teachers on the tail end of things. So maybe that's like you and you would like to support teachers, put more of you into it as well. That is where a membership site is great. So no matter what type of product you choose to create, focus on the problem you want to solve and the audience you want to serve. Then start brainstorming ideas for the content and decide what questions, like I mentioned earlier, is your audience asking the most? That is a great place to start. If you're like, well, okay, so I know I want to maybe create a course, but I don't know what to create the course about. That is where you think about what, what are you being asked about the most? Don't focus so much on how many lessons should I have? How many units should I have? How many modules should I have? What should go into the course? How long should the videos be? Focus on what are you asked the most about? That is what you should probably create your course about. And of course, you guys, there's many courses, not many, like M-A-N-Y, M-I-N-I, where you can create short courses. They don't have to be long, but just as long as you're giving your audience and your students who enroll in the course of value, that's what matters. Number two is services. And offering services is a fantastic way to make extra money as a teacher. Now, Services is something you're doing a lot of times for others or something you're doing more one-on-one -on -one, or things you're helping other teachers with that's not necessarily a course or product. Think about how are you already offering services to teachers in your building, for example? Are you being asked to help them with their website? Maybe they're stuck on creating a lesson plan template, which we talked about earlier where that's a product, right? But that can also be turned into a service. What do you feel like you're good at? What What do you feel like you're confident in doing that is just something that you feel like maybe I could help people in this way? I don't know how to do it yet. I don't know exactly what services I'm offering, but I know this is something I like to do. So here are a couple services you can offer. You can offer teacher coaching or mentoring on a variety of topics where this can be in a one-on-one -on -one setting where you're offering maybe an hour. For one hour, you pay me this and I offer you this. 
where they pay you. You maybe set up a Google Doc. This is I'm giving you some insight into how I do uh, coaching. I do music teacher coaching and I also do business coaching. And we set up a Google Drive for this coaching client. They get Google Doc of notes that we talk about each week. They have in the drive, we put the replays of the calls and then they have a homework PDF where we add to it all the time of things they can, we can go back and forth and talk about what they're doing and what they need help with and that kind of stuff. So maybe you're setting up a coaching plan where you get me for four weeks, you get this or one time for one call, you pay me this. So that is definitely a great way to offer services. And of course, if you're teaching full-time, that is something you're not gonna be able to sustain or take on a lot of one-on-one coaching clients, but maybe you're offering it just from time to time. And that's something that is a great way to make extra money for sure. But with coaching, you can also do group coaching. You can offer, hey, so the first 10 people that get in here, I'm going to do group coaching. We are going to talk about this, 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 and this for these many weeks, and this is the price, and you do it like you, sort of like you would for one-on-one, but it's not as personally tailored to that particular person because you're offering it to a group of people. So think through that. What would that look like for you? Another service you can offer is website design, social media marketing. You can offer podcast or video editing. You can be a virtual assistant. I have a virtual assistant and she's been on the podcast and she does graphics for me. She's a community manager. She emails for me, podcast guests, for example. So you virtual assistants, and let me tell you as a business owner, there's a high need for that. We need help. We need help with things. So there are tons of virtual assistant opportunities available. There's a lot of Facebook groups that are just created for virtual assistants. So be on the lookout for that. This just touches the surface of what services you can offer. And be thinking about, like brainstorm, write it down. What are you thinking about what you might want to offer? And you can mix and match it. So I do coaching and I also do website design. I am actually in the middle of creating a website for someone right now. You don't have to just pick one thing. I would suggest though, starting with one thing, because then your product, what they call a product suite, your product and services you offer can grow. It can grow from that one thing you start with, because then more people are going to be reaching out to you or you're going to find more opportunities, but just start with the one thing. Think about what product do I maybe want to start with, or do I want to offer a service and then go from there. The possibilities are truly endless. The third type of way you can make extra money as a teacher is by freelancing. Now, freelancing is honestly what it sounds like. You are a freelancer. You are doing work for a limited amount of time, whether it's a contract. Right now, I am in a six-month contract where I am helping develop curriculum. I have also written guest blog posts where it's a one-time thing. It's you're done with it, you get paid, you move on. So a freelancing job is any time, any time frame from one day to I don't know, it could be up to a year. It just depends on what the actual job is. So thinking about, like I said earlier, what do you have time for? Do you want to find just those one-off jobs or do you want to be in a lockdown contract position where when the whole project is finished, it's finished? So the ways to look for this is LinkedIn and Indeed have a lot of great 
jobs posted. They come up from time to time and no, there's no specific time frame those those come up, but this is where I found a lot of different freelancing jobs. I mentioned I'm developing curriculum right now. I actually have three different positions I have taken where I'm helping develop music curriculum or aligning the national standards with the curriculum these companies have created. There are a lot of different positions like that available. And don't let your doubt in your mindset, which we talked about at the very beginning of the episode, come into play and say, oh, I can't apply for that because of this, 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 or this. You really honestly never know if you're going to get that email that's like, oh my gosh, we really like what you stand for. We really like your resume. We really like the work you've done. This is a great fit. Don't just, what's the worst they can say is no. I've been turned down before too, and that's okay. So reach out. You never know if it's going to be a right fit. So let's talk about freelancing a little bit more. There are guest blog posts that sometimes companies want written. They just are looking for a lot of different guest posts. And sometimes they're not paid, but sometimes these are paid opportunities. I have looked at Upwork and Fiverr before where they are having random jobs sometimes posted that they're willing to pay good money for something for a blog post written. I actually created a brochure one time for a music school needing their music school advertised. And I just created a simple PDF brochure and they paid me like $300 for that. So you really honestly never know when these opportunities are going to come up, but I would just suggest once a week, give yourself time to go on Upwork or Fiverr and search for freelancing opportunities. And also don't forget about Indeed and LinkedIn and go on there and type in in the keywords music curriculum or music teacher or music jobs. And you never know what's going to come up. Here's some keywords to search for in Fiverr or Upwork. Type in things like K-12 teacher or teacher jobs or blog writing. Those are some examples of exact keywords I've searched for before and searched, searched before, there we go, that have jobs that have popped up for me. So you can honestly narrow it down even further based on keyword suggestions and things like that. But those are some ideas is freelancing by writing blog posts, by working on curriculum, by creating a brochure. Like I said earlier, there are other opportunities all the time being posted too. And the last idea is workshops. Some workshops won't pay you, but there are some that will. You can host your own workshops, in fact. You don't have to just go out and look for opportunities. Just host your own. And you don't need to have a website to do that either. You can literally post a link, have people pay you through PayPal, for example, and invite them to a Zoom room. It can be that simple. Don't overcomplicate things. I really honestly feel like keeping it simple in business is the way you keep moving forward. We don't get stuck on what technology to use, what course hosting platform to use. Am I using the right microphone? Am I using the right camera and the lighting? Just get going, get going. All those other things can happen later on. You don't need to stress about it. Just get started. I do a mixture of presenting for others and hosting my own workshops. The ones I host are sometimes free, but with that said, I do offer a paid offering like my Harmony membership, usually on the tail end of the workshops. So maybe the workshop itself is free, but you're wanting them to come and join you for your paid offering, your paid course membership site. Maybe you're wanting them to purchase a service of yours or buy coaching or whatever it might be. Or you're just wanting to host the workshop and you want to charge a low fee to, for teachers to be able to come and join you. 
And that's okay. Never feel bad about charging for your work. For an hour workshop, you can get paid a good amount of money, especially if there's a lot of attendees. If you're even just charging $20 for an attendee to come to a workshop, and even if you have 20 people who register and come, that's $400. So you never know what's going to happen. There are online summits or conferences that ask for presenters all the time. And it's kind of hard to figure out when these summits and conferences are being open to presenters to fill out applications. And maybe you just make a folder and you bookmark different conferences or summits you're aware of. And so you can kind of, from time to time, check their websites to see if they're asking for presenters to apply. And that's one way I've done it as well, because it's impossible to keep track of every single state and national conference and summit out there. There's just no way it gets overwhelming. So keeping track of it, maybe with, like I said, bookmark a folder and keep track of it that way. Some of the ones I've presented at in the past are International Music Education Conference, the FLAT Book Summit, and the Inspired Classroom Retreat. There are also district-level conferences I've presented at as well. So keep your eyes and ears out open for that. And a lot of times it's word of mouth or a Facebook group. Someone will post about, hey, we're looking for presenters. Or maybe on Instagram you're seeing someone spreading the word about something. I've had so many of these different opportunities just by oh my gosh, that's cool. And then I'll just happen to apply and bam, it, it just happens that way. So sometimes it is happenstance and just being in the right place at the right time. But other times there is some strategy behind it, or you might get an email asking you to present. You never know. So I want to know after thinking through this, what ways stands out to you to make extra money as a teacher. Reach out to me on Instagram, shoot me a direct message at Jessica Peresta and let me know. And then also I wanted to let you know, if you want to support my work as a podcaster, you can buy me a cup of coffee. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash Jessica Peresta or look for the link in the show notes as well. Have an amazing week friends and I will see you soon. Well, hey there, thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.